I've said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we got a big uh, announcement here. You know, at Iowa, uh, Trump wins in a record landslide. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, And he won all 99 counties, which is great. (laughs) That's pretty good. You know, to put it in perspective, though, to put this in perspective... Um, this, uh, Liz Willis said this to put things in perspective, despite cruising on to win the Republican presidential nomination in 2016, Trump actually lost the Iowa caucuses that year with only 23.4% of the vote. So he, he is the clear winner with, at this time, she said almost 60% of the vote. I think that came down to about 50%. Uh, these numbers are absolutely insane to win by margins this wide. And it's historic. Major congratulations to Team Trump. And we're going to play his, uh, today we're going to play his victory speech, but we have other stuff as well. It is also Davos. And one of the big concerns about Nikki Haley whose and you know defeat announcement was insane out of touch obviously she's spending somebody else's money she's not spending her own money and that's sad but that's what's happening right we know that so she's spending other people's money and she can just continue on infinitum if she wants she's got globalist backing but there's a lot of different little things that are going on like for example you know if you flip the script everybody's talking about well if the would get out and and DeSantis would get out most of that would go to Trump and then he would really be dominant over Nikki Haley which to me is she's got to be one of the 
she's just one of the worst candidates. She, she, she gave a speech last night that talked about the future of the party. And I can't help but look at her and see what she's about and just come to the conclusion that she is something that is right out of 2000, 2004, 2008. She is Bush 1, Bush W, Bush W, and McCain rolled up into one. She is a neocon globalist. And Herbert Walker Bush, you know, wanted a new world order, not the war of the jungle, he said. We have a bunch of old guard that believes that Washington should run the way it's always run. And Nikki Haley, as soon as she got on board with the World Economic Forum and and uh, globalism, which is part and parcel of what a neocon is, she made all kinds of money. And I only, you know, I, I bring that up, not only, but I bring that up because Davos has started. Davos is underway in Switzerland. The World Economic... You know what? The Restore trust is their motto this year. Restore trust. Restore from what? They lost their trust because they lied. And now their motto, their their mission, isn't to, you know, make the world a better place. It's to restore trust. As if it's a brand selling products that they can't even support I mean when you think about it restore trust means you lost trust why did you lose trust and that to me is the kicker they they themselves are caught with their pants down on this but the media bias is unmistakable And you can't help but notice the media bias. But there is something else going on. There's this Harari guy. He's the second in command. He's the one that said useless people, useless uh, consumers. You, You know, they're just useless people. They'll be jobless. They'll be replaced by automation. They're useless. He's this academic intellect that refers to people that way. And here, take a listen to this. All right, so right here. This is Harari. This is the... uh, um, this is the second in command. This is guy's name is Yuval Noah Harari. We've played many clips from him. He has a highlight reel of Nazism. But he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Some of these intellects, you know, with their their accolades and their their platforms, people think that they're smart. And if you sat down and had a conversation, Noam Chomsky, everybody thinks he's one of the smartest minds that ever lived. I've seen that guy talk many times. 
And I just can't figure it out why he is held in any esteem whatsoever. You can juxtapose him or compare him to someone like a Thomas Sowell. And there's just no comparison. Or a Victor Davis Hanson, who makes perfect sense all the time. But there's a lot. You know, um, there's a lot of great thinkers out there. But let's take a listen to Harari and what he has to say. You know what he says? He says, it will be the final death blow to the global order if Trump is elected. Here, this there's a quick narration here. I'm gonna, I wasn't going to play that part, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. Let's take a listen. Well, all right. And um, here we go. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I, I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it, and he says it openly. Now, again, it should be clear that many of these politicians, they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. You can say- See, now, he thinks he's being smart, but he's being absolutely s- stupid. This, this guy... Yuval Noah Harari is such a fraud because we don't, he's making this false assumption that America first means only, only means nationalism. America first only means binary. And I, I would even dare say that that's why the that's another reason why you have this cisgender fifty seven shades of uh, gender or whatever it is gender identity. They're trying to get away from binary. The world, you know, had three main religions: Christianity, Judaism, and uh, is Islam or Muslims Islam and uh, you know those are the three main religions and you know then they had this manufactured Schwanzi or something like that that came up and uh, it was this guy that was a uh, like a almost like Jonestown Jim Jones kind of guy that started this religion and Kwanzi or something like that, but um, Kamala Harris acknowledges it because it's a Black Lives Matter on steroids. They hate America worse than Black Lives Matter, which I didn't know was possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, and they're the political outfit, right? But the point I'm making is to move moving moving away from binary. So we have two parties. Now, Joe Manchin, for that matter, Joe Manchin might run as an independent. He's going to meet with Joe Biden, especially in the wake of this landslide victory for Donald Trump in Iowa. And 
he's going to um, meet with him and try to move Joe Biden to the center. Of course, Joe Biden can't do that. As soon as he actually supports Israel, the whole squad hates him. And all the university libtards that are supporting Hamas, queers for Hamas, who <laughs> they don't even know that Hamas would kill them in two seconds, throw them off of buildings and whatnot. But they, they, uh, as soon as they get to that point, uh, they, they lose everything. That's why the student loan forgiveness is so important to, to Biden. He wants to buy the, the young college students that are manipulated by their professors. And easily, you know, easily turned into sheep. Throw a little money in front of them and they act like anybody else. Foaming at the mouth like a Pavlov dog. But the point is, is that Manchin's going to go in there and he's going to try to move Joe to the center. He's got a meeting lined up with him. And I saw this in an interview, you know. And and what's going to happen is Joe can't do it. Because Joe's a puppet. Joe can't do anything on his own. Joe can't even see straight. And so what's going to happen is maybe Joe Manchin doesn't seem like he has much going on. He's just going to ride out his Senate seat until the end of the uh, until the, the election. He might decide, you know what? I'm going to run for president as an independent. That would be a death blow to the Democrats. But if he truly wanted to save his country, that's exactly what he would do. To give, to give, um, to to give a boost to the, I mean, basically, Trump doesn't need anybody's help. I mean, he needs our donations, he needs our help, he needs our vote, but he does not need any tricks to win. He's got a message, but it's voter fraud that I'm concerned about. It's voter fraud, and so you got to beat the algorithm too. It's not just the mainstream media, although this time around, we actually have a Twitter on our side, X. We have a social media platform that's the best for news aggregation. Twitter has always been the news aggregator. And I happen to know that, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, I was going on Twitter aggregating my news and not understanding why people on Facebook said, I don't have a Twitter account. And I didn't, I never understood it. And people wonder, you know, how I get my news. It's not through Fox News. It's not through anything but Twitter. I go on Twitter and I search for a subject and I search for left and right and I read like there's no tomorrow and I read both sides of an equation and come up with, you know, what my thoughts are on it. But I want to understand the other side too. But Twitter allows you to do that. It's such a great platform. Now, of course, it's X, but I can't help but call it Twitter. But uh, we have that platform now of truth. You know, the whole thing, and if we had X in 2020, 2020, Trump would be president right now because the Hunter Biden laptop story would have been out. It doesn't matter whether or not MSNBC or CNN decides to air it. But you just heard here the second in command, Yuval Noah Harari, to Klaus Schwab, 
He's over in Davos today, which kicks off today in Davos, the World Economic Forum, whose theme is restore trust because they lost everything. People are in people are growing into I'm starting to see media. I mean, I am starting to see shows where there's no trans, no gay, less of this and that and the other. And I'm thinking to myself, I like this show. Hmm. And then I comment to Leonora and I say, you notice that they didn't do that? I was like, maybe that's why we like it, right? No, I think there's more to that. I think in the wake of Bud Light and in the wake of Target and, whoops. Well, we got a new caller here, I think. Maybe let's take a, take this caller. Okay, call Dad, how are you today? Wow, you're coming in loud and clear. Uh, I'm doing well. well where, what's your name and where are you calling from? Well, Idaho John. I call in once a while. I've been multiple year listener every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get you off topic or anything else. But I was wondering because um, I've been looking for who won the, the Taiwanese um, election. Was it the communists or the American? Because you were talking about that last week. Yeah, I know. And you know what? Um, the uh, the party that was in charge by, I think it was a woman. I, I can't remember their names at all. But um, it, it stayed the same. It stayed on course. So what I was saying last week about that election in Taiwan was, I don't know whether the State Department can pull off everything that they want. They usually fail because they're inept. But... I was saying that once I heard John Kirby getting involved in democracy, it you know it rang it rang memories of Ukraine in 2014 and how the State Department meddled in those elections, which got us to where we are in Ukraine against Russia right now. So what I was suggesting is China uh, the best way for China to take over Taiwan without a shot being fired, is to rig an election in Taiwan and have a leader that would sell out to China. And the State Department, once they get involved, there's nothing but pay-to-play shenanigans and sellouts because that's what it is over at the State Department and in the CIA. And they, the, the, the State Department has two apparatuses. Well, three. They have their own dip- diplomats, foreign services, which to me suck. But then uh, they also have um, the USAID money arm, which pays and bribes people off, which is what USAID is. It's just a, a slush fund to buy influence. And then the other thing is the CIA. They're wiretapping and doing compromat and even whacking people, right? You know, car drives off a bridge or something like that. So that's your CIA. That that's Ameri- that's what America has become in the eyes of the world, and every there's a lot of people that know what I just said is true, and I could tell you there, yeah, there's this guy Lira, who just died in Ukraine uh, last week, and he spelled out everything that was going on and uh, before he died, and of course he's been killed, and there's this guy Lira, look him up, L I R A. In Ukraine, dead, and he gave a video, and his video I should play it one day. I have it, um, but it's pretty long. 
And right now we're in the Iowa election season heading to New Hampshire, so uh, we, we didn't cover it. Uh, one one last thing too uh, on that with with this election coming up, which which I can't wait to get back to listening to you to talk about. Um, how do you see it? Like, let's say they, they do. Hopefully not. Fair enough that they do get Trump. What will what will that do with the the outcome? Like, uh, will we have to settle for a Nikki Haley or a Vivek, or or what will what do you see going on with that? If the if we find a way to get Trump out, I. Well, if Trump is out, then America is lost. I, I am, I am that sure of it. I, but uh, I think then Vivek would unsuspend, and so would DeSantis, and I think you would have a. Uh, De- yeah, I have something right here that I was going to read um, that I wrote uh, last night, and what I said was uh, right here. Let's see. I have to find it. Um, so what I said, I said something about on the flip side. I said the other way to look at uh, the Iowa caucus. So everybody's talking about if Vivek and DeSantis would run out, right? If they would just d- suspend their campaigns, then their 27 points that they got, uh, you know, that would have all gone to Trump. Not all of it, because there are some people that voted for DeSantis and Vivek that'll never vote for Trump, and so then they would go with Nikki, perhaps. But for the most part, Trump will get seventy-five percent of that easy. And so, if you look at DeSantis and Vivek, and they step down, right? They suspend. The bulk of that goes to Trump, and then Trump just trounces Nikki, and Nikki has no chance, despite all the money that she's been spending, which is the most. In camp in the campaign history, I think, for the uh, Republican primaries for one candidate. But I said the other way to look at this at the Iowa caucus is that if Trump was successfully taken out, to your point, John, if Trump was successfully taken out by Democrat by Democrat lawfare, right? That's what we're talking about. DeSantis would have, and God forbid, his assassination. DeSantis would have received 60% last night, which should tell you that GOP chairwoman is completely irrelevant and that America First is mainstream. Globalists now fear Trump. So what I'm saying there is that America First was the winner last night. MAGA, Make America Great Again, was the winner last night because it was sort of like Ford versus Ferrari when Ford got into racing in 1967 uh, to beat Ferrari. They finished first, second, and third. And, you know, in this case, finishing first and second and making uh, Nikki third was a blow to globalism and the neocons and li- the Liz Cheney's of the world, you know, and Adam Kinzing- Kinzinger's and those so called Republicans, those Jeb Bushes of the world. And the Bush dynasty. Everybody knows that they are finished. And that America First has finally won the RNC or the GOP. And that Ron and McDaniel, the person leading it, is completely irrelevant and misguided. And so the donations should never go to Win Red. That they should go to Team Trump. And that's it. 
What do you say? All right. Well, we got another caller, actually. Okay. Sorry about that. Caller, you're on the air. It's funny. You talk about Fox News. Fox News is at the World Economic Forum right now. Yeah, yeah. So is Fox Business. I watched Maria this morning, and I noticed I had to turn it off. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you believe what's going on with, like, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates? I mean, the whole world right now is, I don't think I've ever seen it in my lifetime, this disrupted. I mean, we've got Yemen chanting they want to kill. We're, we're basically in war right now with Iran. What's going on over there in the Red Sea? And I don't remember Congress declaring war. So right there, we have a government that's gone rogue. Right. They're not following the Constitution. Right. Well, I you mean, know, stuff goes. Go ahead. I took a picture last night, speaking of media, and this is a good segue into that. I took a picture. I have this. I use YouTube TV. That's my cable company that I use. Uh, not that I love Alphabet and you know Google, but you know what? Do you, what am I going to do? Comcast is just as bad. You know, everybody's bad. So, um, I took a snapshot where I could show, you know, the uh, who's covering what. Right, all three tiles. MSNBC. What did chose not to cover Trump's victory speech? Do you believe that? Of course. But oh, yeah, CNN absolutely. did. I mean, CN, okay, CNN did, and then and then Fox did. But guess what? CNN cut through a third of the way into his speech. As soon as Trump started talking about the wall and some facts, and as soon as Trump started getting into like. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, deficits, right? And all that he's done wrong. As soon as he pivoted to that, they uh, CNN broke away. And then you know what they did? As insult to injury? When Nikki Haley, who's third place, steps up and gives a speech, all three networks play, because she started bashing Trump, Saying she's tomorrow's Republican Party, which is ridiculous. Yeah, um, I agree. She, she, they. I, I have a picture, a snapshot where they all three networks played her entire speech. Sure, they did. I, I mean, we have, we have right now. That should tell you everything you want to know about Nikki Haley. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she's been in the government a long time, and and she's like on the board of directors of Boeing, and uh, you know, loves to loves the war stuff. But, I mean, we've got well, good. She right loves now. it because I mean, she doesn't our, love war. She loves making money from the war. Yeah, of course. That's 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 what the root of all of this is about: is power. With money, you have power. I mean, we we have worldwide uh, war going on our food. I mean, in Germany, look at what's going on in Germany and the EU with the farmers right now. They're not they're not putting that on the, on the news. But whatsoever. I love I love what they're doing because you know what they're doing? They're blocking the highways into the cities. And so what's happening is people aren't able to, to function. Businesses aren't able to function in the powerhouse cities. Good. Yeah. And, we've and got I, problems here. We've got, we've got Bill Gates buying up all the farmland here, and then our border's wide open, and they're letting... And if it's not Bill Gates, it's men, China. 
It's China. You're right. You're and you know what? They're stealing. Right you want China's stealing, and they're stealing our seeds and our soil. Yeah. And then they're putting their, their, their citizens in our country here through the border right now. Americans better wake up fast because before this election, something is going to go down. That's that's my opinion, and it's not going to be pretty. Take care, my friend. All right. Thank you for calling in today. Take care. All right. So we have, um, yeah, I'm just going to fix them. Whoop. I I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but uh, we have a, a weird phone system. I've I've managed to get it to work a little bit, but so MSNBC and CNN aired third place loser Nikki Haley because she is a puppet stooge of World Economic Forum's Klaus Schwab and BlackRock's Larry Fink. How do you like me now? See, true, Scott, you know we aren't a democracy. The Founding Fathers never reused the word even once. Here's my point. We need to blast the Dems every time they use it because we can expose how they don't like us being a republic. Yeah, well, I played a really good clip from Aaron Russo that gave the best analysis on what a republic is and what it, the difference between a republic and a democracy. And, uh, you know, I'm going to see if I could find that clip. Probably have to go back a ways. But, um, yeah, it, it's, worth, it's, worth, it's worth a listen. Let's see. Now, it might, it might, it might be too challenging to find it. But, uh, yeah. Oh, here's... This Lyra guy, um, the I, I just ran across the Lyra video, audio, and um, we'll get to it soon, though. All right, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to play another clip, and then I'll find it while that clip's playing. All right, so uh, so I wanted to share that with you with the media bias, who's paid off by BlackRock. So uh, here we have, um, thank you together, we will, uh, so there's a lot of black, Trump posted this, there's, the people are speaking up, they want Trump 2024, are you voting for Trump? Of course you should, right? So that's, that's good. Um, President Trump won all 99 counties in Iowa, good. That sets a statement. But, you know, when they cut away, when the media cut away from Trump, right? And and MSNBC chose not to air Trump. I've always said MSNBC is the worst. They're even worse than CNN. And they didn't even air Trump's victory speech. That's how much they hate democ- uh, democracy. And I shouldn't say... Our republic, right? But uh, that's how much they hate Trump. Well, Joy Reid was on that program. So we had a, uh, I didn't listen to it, but I mean, if you were listening to MSNBC, you got to hear Joy Reid make this statement instead of listening to Trump give a victory speech. 
an historic, historic victory speech because he won with the biggest margin in recorded history. I mean, in history, not even recorded history. In history, he won the biggest margin. But let's take a listen. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. This is Joy Reid. Joy Reid. She's still a brown lady. This is Nikki Haley, right? It's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will ramp up a lot, the better she does in New Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. While we have... (laughs) That's Rachel Maddow, Joy Reid. Oh my God, they're so stupid. Is that the dumbest? Con- I can't believe somebody gets paid seven figures to talk like that on national TV. No wonder our country is in trouble. Anybody that tuned into that has got a screw loose. DeSantis visited 99 counties and lost every one. He spent $34 million, the second largest uh, amount just behind Nikki Haley. Who spent the least? Donald Trump. He spent the, uh, DeSantis spent the majority of his second term as governor of Florida in Iowa, smooching Reynolds and the gang, uh, Governor Reynolds. (laughs) What does it say about Governor Reynolds' clout? She endorsed DeSantis. And talking a big game, Trump spent $18 million and wiped his cheeks with your butt. <laughs> your boy. Wiped his cheeks with your boy. I misspoke. Bigly, be better, Max. Okay, so that was a, uh, a post. DeSantis spent a record amount of money, moved his family there, abandoned his states just months after being elected governor, Toward 99 counties and lost by 30 points. And your point is? And so this was, uh, this was uh, a very lame speech by DeSantis. We love you too. They They're acting like they, they went one. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They, the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months ago. He didn't they win. Even called the election he lost. People even got a chance to vote. He lost by over 30 points. And this sounds like a victory speech. about the fact that they were predicting uh, that we wouldn't be able uh, to get our ticket first year out of Iowa. But I can tell you, because of your support, in spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. Oh, my God. Everybody gets a trophy in DeSantis' world, right? 
Nikki Haley was worse. So, yeah, wow, okay. All right, so let's take a listen to uh, Vivek's uh, stepping, uh, suspending his campaign. Now, this is a campaign founded on speaking the truth. Not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. Not just to the Democrats, but to our own side. And not just to other campaigns and candidacies, but to ours. And so I will stick to the truth tonight. The first hard truth, and this one's hard for me. i got to admit this. But we've looked at it every which way. And I think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're going to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so Purva and I, we, we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some hard choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there is no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. And I think that I am very worried for our country. I think we are skating on thin ice as a nation. We have done everything in our part to make and done, every one of us in this room has done our part to save this country. And I am so proud of every one of you who have lifted us up, but we're a campaign founded on the truth. And so that's why we made that decision today. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. And so I'm going to ask you to follow me in taking our America first movement to the next level. It did not begin in 2016. It began in 1776. And for the next journey of this race, we are going to make sure that our movement is actually the one that actually leaves and saves this country in the next step. And as for this movement, founded on truth, America First 2.0, we're just getting started. That doesn't end today. That begins today, actually. So we're just getting warmed up. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. So, you know, I I like Vivek, but I thought, and I said yesterday, and I said last week, I thought his staying in the race was hurting Trump. I also say that he has some roots in in, uh, globalism. Uh, You heard the clip we played yesterday also about his sort of uh, shenanigans in the biotech world. There's a lot of shenanigans in the biotech world. It's a it's a very risky, high risk, high reward business, and you know, 
Uh, I uh, commend Vivek for what he did there. And I think he did the right thing for his political future. So that was smart, a smart calculation on his part. All right. So what is the difference between a republic and a, dem- a democracy? Aaron Russo, I'm going to play, replay this clip. I played it last week. I'm going to play it again because somebody responded to me on one of my tweets or X, X's, <laughs> whatever. So let's take a listen to this. If you ask 100 people on the street, what kind of government is America supposed to be? 99% of them will tell you a democracy. America is supposed to be a democracy. But that's a lie. That's an illusion. The word democracy is not written into the Constitution at one time. It's not in the Bill of Rights. It's not in the Declaration of Independence. The Founding Fathers hated the idea of a democracy. They thought it was the worst form of government there is. And I agree with them. Because in a democracy, 51% of the people control 49% of the people. If you're part of the 49%, you're not free. America was founded as a constitutional republic. And in that constitutional republic that we have, 99% of the people can't take away the rights of 1%. You have your rights because you were born with them. You have God-given human rights that nobody can take away from you. The government, the majority, no matter who they are, I can't take away your rights. And that's that's, that's what our founding fathers gave us. But the psychological operations that they do to us, they make us believe that we're a democracy and that majority rules, you see? And they want you to believe that. Because then they tell you this poll says this many want this and this many want that and this many want this. And it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Well, Hitler was elected. Hitler was elected. Hitler did everything legally. And in a constitutional republic, a minority is is protected against a majority. Wasn't it Benjamin Franklin, a paraphrase, that said democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner? Exactly. And then he also said in a republic, the sheep would have a gun (laughs) (laughs) to protect himself. You know, and that's, that's, that's the truth. America is not a democracy, but you ask the most intelligent people what form of government America is supposed to be, they'll say a democracy. Because that's, that's what they've been brainwashed. They've been psyoped into believing that. They believe that we're in Iraq. They believe we're in Iraq to promote democracy. The word democracy, you hear George Bush saying democracy means freedom. No, democracy equals new world order. New world order. So it's, it's quite interesting, you know, um, because it's easy to buy your way into 51%. And if you can then control 100% of the population by only having 51%, because the Rockefellers and the Astors and the, you know, the uh, Bezos and the Hollywood and the media got together and said, hey, we're going to make ourselves part of the 51%. That's exactly what they're doing in a democracy. But where 1% can control 99% in a republic, I mean, 1% has a chance, a fighting chance, because of the Constitution and the rule of law. You know, it could be that Everybody drinks the Kool-Aid and is wrong, and that one person is right. And, you know, if, if the Constitution is anything, it's designed to protect your, your rights, all of your rights. I thought that was just so well said. All right. 
The most important topic, and Trump gets credit for this, in 2015, he put immigration on the map. Came out of nowhere. You know, it was always an issue, but I mean, he definitely, and the way he got the attention was he said, they're not sending their best. They're sending rapists and murderers and gang members. They're not sending their best. Well, we now know all that is true. Trump said it coming down the escalator 2015 when he launched his first campaign. Well, fast forward all the way to like nine years later and almost nine, we're approaching nine years. And guess what? He's still right. It's still relevant. And you know what the number one topic was among Iowans? Immigration. They just had a dose of it where this Mexican killed that female runner, you know, and uh, got a, I don't know what happened there, but I mean, I think he got convicted, but he had a legal counsel and he almost got out, got away with it somehow. But Kate Stanley, Kate, Kate Stanley, was it? The, the girl that got shot in San Francisco, that guy also, same kind of deal, right? But here's the thing. The thing about it is, is that um, they identify with that. And I've always been saying it's about, it's not just about election fraud. It's not just about using motor voter uh, legis- uh, principles or, or logistics to get everybody an ID and then that, that ID turns into uh, a, a ballot gets created because they're being registered to vote, but even though they're not allowed to vote. And then they get a, they get a voter, uh, they get a ballot in the mail that gets picked up by a ballot harvester. And the ballot harvester fills it out and gets paid for filling it out and then drops it off wearing a mask in a drop box for up to 30 to 60 days in advance. And then they don't have to count those votes, those illegal votes, unless they have to. You know, after the election night results are in, then how many do we need, boss? I need 28,000 votes. Well, here you got 30. Three skids of 10,000. That's how it's, that's, I mean, that's as simple as that. And we're seeing fraud everywhere. But here, take a listen to what the Democrats see as one of the advantages of illegal immigration. This is Jerry Nadler. And we need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that the farm, that our, our, our vegetables would rot in the ground if, it weren't, if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. The fact is that the birth rate in this country <clears throat> is way below replacement level. Whose fault is that? The birth rate is way below replacement level. Whose fault is that? It's the depopulation people. The Democrats wanted depopulation. And they wanted all of this. They wanted it all. And they, that's what happened. And that's what the same sex thing is all about. It's conducive to depopulation. And that's what the attack on religion is all about. That's what, that was the attack on marriage and the attack on community. They're trying to divide us so we don't procreate. The, everything that they stand for is secularization. <laughs> 
which always results in less children. And then their inflation and taxation, uh, you know, have bad effects. Like just like the civil rights legislation, you know, uh, made it so um, you were rewarded for a single parent home, which had a devastating impact on black America. But his depopulation agenda, secularized agenda, socialized agenda, involved depopulation. Now they need more workers in an over-educated, over-latte-drinking population. And now he wants to use slaves coming across the border illegally. Underclass that will do cheap labor, and they want a subservient underclass that will vote them into power, giving them complete control of Washington. We all remember this clip from Ozzy Osbourne's daughter back when she was a host on the... ...was a top Democrat in Congress. Right, right ...in this country is way below replacement level, which means our population is going to start shrinking. And the ratio of people on Social Security and Medicare is going to increase relative to the number of people supporting them. If we didn't have illegal migrants, then who would pick up our vegetables? You see the picture, right? They frame the narrative as if they're caring for people, but really they want cheap labor, a subservient surf class. What? And, and, and they'll vote accordingly. And not only that, but the same people that are behind that are also advancing and advocating for $20 an hour burger flippers in California. And so how do you square that? It's sort of like, I don't get that. You know, like, oh, you, you can't, people can't survive on the minimum wage. They need a higher wage. They need dignity. Never mind the fact that that's going to result in no jobs, automation, kiosks. So it's Democrats' principles never work. So Charlie Kirk writes this, if we only counted U.S. citizens in the census instead of illegal foreign nationals, California, New York, and Illinois would lose a combined 18 electoral votes. This is why the Democrats want illegals to be counted in the census. That's another issue. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here was Trump, and let's just take a listen in on his victory speech. This thing that's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important, and I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. He was very gracious and cordial to Vivek. And I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. But the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. Yeah. Abuse for being good people. I mean, good people. But uh, he brought people up on stage. It was very entertaining. Thank you. Yeah. So here, here he brings up the uh, AG. I, I think this is a too long of a clip for, for the time we have. But uh, let's just take a listen in here. It all comes from Iran. And we would have had a deal with Iran very quickly had the election where we... So this is where CNN cut out because what happened was he was talking about policy. He's the only candidate that really wants to talk just about the business of policy and governance. Nobody else in the room wants that. So... This office is immunity. So every time they, they do something, they don't get 
sued and stopped. I'm going to end crime He's in our city. He's talking about the cops. Cops are... In Iowa, you don't know what that means, but I'll tell you, this is a different place. You don't know about crime. You don't know about getting mugged and getting whacked and getting thrown into subways. And we're going to stop it. And we're going to come down very hard on criminals. And we're going to stop crime in America. So I want to just finish by saying that uh, this has been an incredible experience. The people have been, this is the third time we've won. But this is the biggest win. This is a, they said, well, if you win by 12%, that's a big win. That's going to be very hard to do. Well, I think we've more than doubled that, I guess, and tripled it, maybe. They said, you'll never get over 50. And I just left and we were at 54. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with it. But they said, you can't do that, sir. I said, what's about the highest? Well, you could get into the 40s, maybe 40, 41. And then I look up and, you know, it's very interesting. I didn't know they called it early. I, I thought that they called it at about 10 o'clock. My impression, see this gentleman? We built, he's dressed like a wall. I love this guy. He goes to, <laughs> he's been at 150 rallies probably, right? He has the most beautiful outfit I've ever seen. It's all beautiful brick. Will you come up here? Just come up here. So he comes that up. That represents what we did. No, we built a <laughs> tremendous, that's the reason. And we got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers free. And we had remain in Mexico. And we had catch and release in Mexico. And we did a job. We had the safest border in our history. We had the greatest economy in our history. We had a great, we were a great nation three years ago. And now we're a nation in decline. We are going to turn it around so fast. It's going to happen so fast. We're going to drill. We're going to make great. We have great wealth. We're going to drill. We're going to use that money to lower your taxes even further. We gave you the biggest tax cut in history. And we're going to lower them further. And we're also going to pay off national debt. It's about time. Well, it was a great speech. And it was a great night for Donald Trump. He broke records. And he did it in Trump fashion, Trump style. It's going to bode well for him uh, heading into New Hampshire, which is, what, next week? And uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's fun to watch, and I just can't wait to have another President Trump, the 47th President of the United States, uh, grace our country, lead us into prosperity. Well, with that, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. And find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation if you can to help us out. Uh, it helps us carry the message forward. Also, to keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free, use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Day.